Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. What a week. First, we had Queen Dorinda Medley on, on Monday's episode. And today we have Becca Tobin, who you guys know from Glee. She played Kitty. She also has a wonderful podcast called Lady Gang, which is going to be a TV show. So she's doing it all. And she's a Housewives super fan. So we're going to talk all about Housewives with her. And I cannot wait to have some fun because, like, like I say, every single episode, it's been a stressful week. <laughs> I think all of us can agree every day we've woken up for the past couple years has been a stressful day. Once you reach adulthood, I feel like. You open your eyes and you're like, oh, another day. <laughs> but so we're going to let all of our worries go and we're going to have some fun. And you guys, I need it because I have been dealing with the situation. And I know this is like a, some of you are going to be like, oh, what a gross thing to complain about. But I've been dealing with the West Elm customer service. Now, West Elm, they're furni- they sell furniture and stuff and housewares, house goods. <laughs> and they're also owned by the same company that does Pottery Barn. And you guys know I love Pottery Barn. My women's robe from Pottery Barn is one of my most prized possessions. <laughs> it's engraved with my initials. West Elm, I used to always love. I loved West Elm. You know, I bought little stuff from them before. And a few months back when Matt and I were moving, before we even moved, I bought a headboard from there. And like, I know to West Elm, that's like no big deal. It's just like one little thing. But to me, it was like a lot of money, right? Like I, you know, I'm not, I'm not made of riches. (laughs) But you know what? You know what? So what? Who cares? I'm I'm not made of riches, you guys. So I ordered this headboard and it was expensive for me. And they said it would be delivered in June. So everyone look at the calendar. It's now end of July. End of July, I still haven't received this headboard. And about a week ago, I called on it and I was like, where's this headboard? And they have no people working for customer service. There's like very few people working there. And so you're on hold for fucking ever. So it's like I call, every time I call, it's like 20 minutes on the line waiting for someone. And then they switch me departments. So it's like I called the customer service. And then the first time I called, they were like, oh, you need our furniture delivery department. And then I get to the furniture delivery department after waiting another 20 minutes. And they're like, oh, wait, actually, you need the customer service. So they keep flip-flopping me around. And it's so, so fucking frustrating. Like if there's ever a time where someone... (laughs) Someone needs a McFlurry immediately. It's when they're on hold with customer service. And I try, I don't want to yell at customer service reps because frankly, it's not usually their fault. Typically they're understaffed. So the first time I called the first day, I just got flip-flopped around and they said they would call me back within 24 hours with tracking information on where this headboard is. So I said, okay, so the next day comes by, I haven't heard anything. Another day goes by, I decide to call back because I still haven't heard anything about this headboard. I go through the same fucking process of switching departments from furniture delivery to the warehouse in Indigo or whatever, California, and then back to customer service and then making me go round and round in circles. And then finally I get really mad. I'm like, why don't you guys have any people working there? And I said, you need to write down my complaint that you need more customer service reps. 
And this thrilled the woman. (laughs) The woman who I was on the line with got so happy that I said that. And she said, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you said that because if you say that, then we can write down in the notes and file this as an official complaint to our supervisors that you said that we need more customer service reps because she said, we agree. This woman on the line said she agrees that they need more help. And unfortunately, they just don't have enough people. So then I was like, oh my God, you, if, so if I like tell you a formal complaint, then, you know, you give it to your supervisors and then everyone gets to read it. And she's like, yes, they have to read it. First of all, I clocked that. Okay. I clocked that in my head and I thought, okay, that's sticking in the back of, back of there. So then she transfers me over again to another, to that furniture delivery warehouse in Indigo, California. So she transfers me over and she said, you'll talk to them. They pick up, they put me on hold again. So at this point I am furious. I put it on speaker. Matt and I are in the living room. Matt's watching TV and there was a Mission Impossible commercial came on. (laughs) This is funny. So you guys know I talked about Henry Cavill last week and I love him. You know, he can be problematic at times, but he's very attractive. And when he was on the commercial from the new Mission Impossible movie, Matt goes to me, do you like his mustache? And I was still on hold with the person that we were on speakerphone with the West Elm Furniture Delivery Department. And <laughs> I don't know, Matt asked me that, and I just, I got very vulgar. I don't, I don't, I never thought of myself as vulgar until I started this podcast. And as I start to tell these stories, I'm like, oh my God, maybe I'm vulgar. <laughs> so look, I apologize. But Matt's like, do you like the mustache on Henry Cavill? And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I want a mustache ride. And then I go, two tickets, please. And then, <laughs> you guys... Then the West Elm woman, she gets on the line and she says, two tickets to what? Who is this? <laughs> I moved it along. I didn't want to explain what a mustache ride was to the West Elm Customer Service Department, but I <laughs> just living my truth. I'm living my truth. I mean, who doesn't want to take a ride? Who doesn't want to take a ride? <laughs> I'm, I'm like sweating right now. This I'm telling this gross story. So anyway, then we move on. And then the furniture delivery department says that they misplaced the headboard. They can't find it. She's like, I don't know. We can't find it by the order number. I'm not sure what happened. She says, I'll have to give you a call back. And at this point, I'm like so livid. <laughs> I'm so livid because I'm like, I don't know what's happening with this. Like no one knows where my fucking headboard is. And it was really expensive to me. It was like a big purchase in my world. <laughs> And so I get very upset, and I remember that the last person I talked to said that if I give a formal complaint and ask them to write it down, that they have to give it to their supervisor. So I think, oh, what a great opportunity this is. (laughs) So I tell the person, this woman, I say, look, I have a list of complaints. I want you to give a supervisor. And she's like, okay. And I was like, are you going to write these in your notes? She's like, yes. I was like, are you going to give them to your supervisor? She says, yes. So I say, number one, I think you guys need more customer service reps for all of your departments, for furniture delivery, for the customer service, for everything. We need more people on the line. That was number one. Then I decided to get creative. And I said, number two, there's no reason that Mel Gibson should be working more than Meg Ryan right now. I said, I need you to write that. I said, I, she goes, what? I said, I need you to write that down and give it to your supervisor. I have a list of these complaints. So I said, number three, write it down. We need a Wicked movie starring Leah Michelle. <laughs> I said, write it down. Give it to the supervisor. Number four, I said, Catherine Heigl, the punishment didn't fit the crime. <laughs> she, she, by, this point, by this point, the woman caught on and she started laughing and she said, I agree with you. <laughs> so this West Elm customer service rep agreed that Catherine Heigl 
you know, what she did and what she said publicly, it did not fit the pun- the punishment didn't fit the crime. You guys, I know Katherine Heigl said some problematic things, but the way we punished her career <laughs> not did not fit the crime. So then the customer service rep laughs and I said, "Are you going to you promise you'll give these to the supervisor?" And she says, "Yes, I promise." I she says, "I can't wait." Hey, Daniel, hey. And then she says, "Let me take down your name and number. I'll give you a call personally and find out where the headboard is." Now, have I heard about this yet? No, I still the headboard's still missing, but she's on it, hopefully. <laughs> So all that's to say that one thing I learned is that you can tell these customer service reps that you want to put in a formal complaint that they need to hire more workers. And that's a good thing. That'll encourage all these companies. I mean, look, (laughs) is it going to help get Meg Ryan into more movies? I don't know. But it could possibly assist in getting, you know, some more people on the line so we don't have to wait on hold forever. And look, I'm very pissed about this. I've always loved the company. You guys know how much work I do on behalf of Pottery Barn Robes. <laughs> anyway, we gotta laugh. We gotta laugh. You know what else are we gonna do in these tough, tough customer service times? And again, I know that other people have worse things going on. That's not the worst thing to happen. But I think we can all agree it's maddening sometimes when we have to deal with these customer service places. I get enraged. I literally immediately went to McDonald's. You guys, I told you about that McDonald's story a few weeks back, and I still hadn't gotten the McFlurry the first time that I was calling this customer service rep. I immediately drove to McDonald's after for a McFlurry. (laughs) And honestly, it made me feel better. I did. I felt good. So anyway, that's that. We're going to bring Becca Tobin out here to talk Real Housewives. I'm so excited. And I'm going to try to get some uh, Naya Rivera, Leah Michelle dirt. Like I said, that was one of my complaints. I need Leah Michelle in a Wicked movie. So let's see. We'll see if Becca has any intel on that. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Um, before we get to Becca, I want to remind you all to follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. And please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes if you like it. Uh, that really helps because we're independently produced. So it's really helpful if you guys rate and review because it helps us book guests and it helps us people find the show. And there's all sorts of things it does. So I know it's annoying, but I just want to thank you all that have done it. And it's really super helpful for a show like us. What else? I want to say thank you to Whitney. Thank you to Samson Technologies for sponsoring. And again, I mentioned this last week, but we're trying to get back on Spotify. It's taking a little bit longer than expected. So I apologize if you used to listen on Spotify. That's it. So let's get back out here. I love you. You guys, I'm here with Becca Tobin, who you guys know from Glee. You played Kitty on Glee, which I have to tell you, I went down with that ship. I watched every episode. Oh my gosh, so did I. Every single episode. But I was being paid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, true story. But thank you for supporting. But I did. (laughs) I know, I should clarify. I went down with that ship, but I did. That finale was fantastic. I I know. It was really good. Yeah, it's good. Um, I still haven't seen it. You haven't watched it? (laughs) No. Oh my God, Becca, let's let's cut the tape and put it on. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, it was so good. And you also host, you co-host the Lady Gang podcast, yes. which is becoming a TV show. Yep. Um, tell me about the podcast. So we started the podcast uh, two and a half years ago. It's called the Lady Gang, obviously. And um, it's just, you know, it's like bullshit girl talk. Can I also, yeah, can I cuss? Can. Fuck yeah. I can drop the F-bomb and stuff? Fuck yeah. Okay, great. Um, so we started it two and a half years ago. Really, the the reason that I started it, well, Kelty and I started it or had the idea, and we brought Jack in later because we were like, we need like a real girl boss who has street cred. She's a fashion designer, started from nothing. Um, Kelty and I were like, we are so sick of being scared of being fired or like 
having a show get canceled. So we were like, what can we create that we can't get fired from? And it was the beginning of sort of the podcast revolution. Um, And we just started it. We had celebrity guests come on, which were mostly just my friends doing me major favors. And, um, And we just talk very candidly and openly about like being a girl and like gross things like farting and, you know, like, vaginal sweat, like disgusting <laughs> things but, that you can only okay. imagine. I should also just add that I listen to it too, and it's really good for gay men too. It's amazing <laughs> for gay men. It's not just for ladies. No. Yeah, and yeah. actually we just had a live event in New York and we had some men there. And to be honest, I wish we had more. Yeah. Like I love my ladies, whatever, but you know, I just no one I don't have more fun than when I'm with like gay men. Yeah. It's just period end of story. Oh, you're in the right place. <laughs> Great, here we are. <laughs> There's a Rosie O'Donnell doll right over there. I so you <laughs> I saw that and I heard about your Kush uh, fiasco. I'm really sad for you. Yeah, I know. It's very devastating. I know. Um, (laughs) So you mentioned you were in New York and while you were there, you interviewed one Dorinda Medley. You know what? I really, I realized in this interview, we've had some housewives come on, um, but the other two girls are bachelor fans, which like barf, don't get me started. And they won't watch. They're, they're above the housewives. Like, give me a break. So we've only ever had a few housewives. Like we had Dorit come in who I also was like, yes, I'm living for you. Mm -hmm. Loved her. But New York is like, that's my soul. You too. too. So when they told me Dorinda was coming on, I actually am horrible in those situations. Like I'd much rather have someone come in that I'm not like really that starstruck by. It's easier to talk to them. I wasn't like blubbering idiot, but Dorinda was anything like you could hope for and more. Yeah. Yeah. And looked fucking amazing. Yeah, You said she looked really good and she's on that Equinox kick. And I love that. She's glowing. Yeah. Like she's literally insane. And I think she kicked the booze and stuff, right? Whitney was saying, I think she kicked, kicked the, kicked booze. the booze. Is that the, the technical I term? I know. <laughs> she looks amazing. So New York's your favorite. Who's your favorite housewife of all time? Is it someone from New York? Okay. So this is a hard question. I know it's like, picking it's a, a different, child. so I have a different answer for like who I would want to be friends with and who my favorite person is to observe. Right. So I go between, as far as observation, Ramona Singer. Me too. They don't make anyone like her. Oh, Becca, you're speaking my it's, language. I'm so happy. She's yeah. so... And she, you can tell there's not one single ounce of her that's different on TV than it would be in exactly. person. Exactly. I think she makes the perfect Real Housewife. Perfect. And I never want her off my screen. Never. I don't want... I always get worried. Like, there was a season, I think it was like last season maybe, where she didn't get a lot of screen time and she was sort of unlikable. Maybe it's it was two ago. But I was so worried that people <laughs> would turn on her. <laughs> like... I'm worried about her leaving the show. I can't have her off my screen. I would be devastated. Yeah. I would be devastated. So like, I don't also, I, I don't want to have dinner with her though. No, me I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe from afar, but I don't <laughs> want to like, same restaurant, yeah, like seeing yeah. Her. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be a struggle to be her friend. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I, Carol, I was very team Carol. Um, I want to ask you this. Are, yes. you, so you were team Carol. I just mean as like a, a housewife in general, right. Even before the Bethany drama, I really thought she was super cool and brought something, I don't know, just a little different. So she was who I would like to be friends with. But now, I think I'd like to be friends with Sonia. (sighs) Yes. What is she doing? She looks... She looks so fucking good. What is she... I mean, she she does those Costa Rica retreats. But, like, she's also (laughs) talking about being a vegan and, like, shoving mozzarella in her mouth. So I just... Like, I want to say it's because she's vegan now, but it can't be. Yeah. She's... She looks amazing. I died last week when Bethany was like going through that at the <laughs> that table in uh, Cartagena, and Sonia was like, "Be strong, 
Be, be strong. Be strong, Bethany. She's so insane. I love her so, so, so much. I do too. I do too. So do you watch the other cities or you watch, you're a Beverly Hills girl too, right? I'm a big Beverly Hills girl. Okay. What do you think they need to do next season? So there's these rumors about Denise Richards joining the cast. I'm what do you think? I'm thrilled because do you remember when Denise Richards had a show? Yeah, I watched every episode. It, yeah. yeah. First of all, I just like looking at her because there's something, Stunning. she again has not aged. She no. looks better every year. I don't understand. And I just want to, like, I kind of want to see her. Yeah. She's sweet. I don't know if she's going to bring enough crazy That's what I'm worried to about. the table. Yeah. And I think we need somebody who's really going to, like, amp up that, like, Ramona element, but in Beverly Hills. Right. I thought Heather Locklear would have been the perfect choice, but now Ooh. she's going through that sort of... It's, yeah. It got like too, too dark, dark, right? <laughs> so I think, but Denise Richards, I watched every episode of that show. It's complicated. Surprise, it wasn't very complicated. There was like a lot of pig stuff. <laughs> like, there was like a lot of pig. Yeah, Remember like, the pig yes, drama yes. or something like that? And like her dad, who's like too normal and sweet. Right. It's too normal. It was too normal. It's too complicated. There was like one, <laughs> it was not complicated enough. No. <laughs> it was like the Nancy Myers movie. It was like not very complicated, but the... Um, <laughs> The, there was one moment where I think she told a talent manager or agent, she called her like the C word and then walked out. It was like the I one little this. bit. I'll send you. I just oh, saw I it, was see. reminded of the clip because I went on Twitter and I was like, I don't want her on. <laughs> but, but she can go there. She is gorgeous though. And I actually did think I was straight when I saw Wild Things. Did oh, you ever see that movie? Yeah. Like I remember seeing that and I was like, gosh, maybe I'm not gay. <laughs> like, she's like she's a, so a robot. She's so hot. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't, also, didn't she play like a physicist in Starship Troopers or something? I didn't see that. I think I'm not did. really like a you know big like fan of her work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is such a loose term but, with Denise Richards. <laughs> But I'm a huge fan of her looks. That's yeah, it. she's stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they should get rid of anyone in Beverly Hills? Let me think about it. Um, Here's what I think. Tell me. I, I think they need LVP to just take a season or two off. I, I've said yep. it before. Just like I know people love her, and I do too. I just want her to take a little step back mm-hmm. so that the balance is restored in Beverly Hills so that people aren't kind of like – groveling at her feet or yep. like worried about what LVP thinks or whatever. I feel like that would totally shift the alliances in the mm-hmm. balance and then LVP could come back and I don't think she would lord over the franchise in the way that she does now. Right. I would agree with that. And I think also Erica Jane is like, she's so good at the sound bites, right. but in life and like in these situations, she doesn't thrill me. Like, I want her to give us more. Like, it's like, okay, I get it. You're like a shielded, guarded person, but what are you doing on reality TV then? Yeah. Give me more. Totally You know what I mean? And a lot of her stuff just feels like it would be better suited for a spinoff or something. Like, she's not in the mix enough, Mm -mm. I don't think. No, she like- Her and her glam. Why are you going to rise above? This is reality. Get in there and fight. Oh my God, Becca and Whitney. I haven't told you this either. So last week I was in a meeting in Beverly Hills and it was at that, it was at that Nest Cafe. Uh Do you know what that place is? It's like a coffee. Yes, yes, yes. And it was the day of that thunder. Do you remember the, there was like this LA thunder. And so first of all, I was in a meeting and the guy I was talking to, he was like, Hey, um, Mikey Minden just went behind you. I thought you would like to know. Wait, who? (laughs) Mikey Minden, like her her glam person. Her like creative director. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then the rest of the time I couldn't like picture, I couldn't think of anything else except for like Mikey Minden is sitting behind me. Like I was just blowing this meeting. Okay. And then there was like that thunder. There was this like big thing of thunder and not kidding you, like the whole place went to the window because it, I mean, I, 
not to be dramatic, but it sounded like a bomb. Right. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, and of we, course, we're, we're in LA, so it's we're not, right. Like, we're not used to thunder. <laughs> But the whole place just like <laughs> ran to the window and I thought like, I'm going to die with Mikey Mint. <laughs> like all that was like running through my head was like the obituary, like they'll all mention Mikey Minden, but like no one, it'll be like, <laughs> he'll be the headline. Erica and then, like, Jane, creative director. <laughs> he'll be the headline and then like you have to scroll into the, the thing and like I'll be like one of the added people later. No, you and know I it would thought, be oh like you and him and then everybody else in like <laughs> the little tiny writing. <laughs> Oh my God. But yeah, it was so scary. And that's all I could think of. And the whole place thought like something was going on. It was scary. Where were you when that thunder went off? I don't even think I was here. I've been traveling a lot. So maybe I wasn't here because I don't really remember this. Not really. I mean, (laughs) it's not really like breaking news. Becca, it was. (laughs) It was was scary. Whitney's dog freaked out. Yeah. I mean, in LA, it's weird when that stuff happens. Um, so back to New York. <laughs> back to New York. Your near-death experience. I know, my, I'm sweating. Um, so Bethany and Carol, that fight. Mm-hmm. Are you still siding with Carol? Where do you side with all of this? I am siding with Carol. I just... Everyone is. You and know, I feel like bad because I'm not. You're not siding with no. Carol? Oh, no. I'm Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, no, no. I'm siding with Carol. I was thinking about that thunder again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> PTSD. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I'm siding with Carol. I just think... Here's the thing with Bethany, like you guys have, like we've discussed it nauseum. Like she's obviously somebody who, when she's unhappy in her own life, that toxicity spreads like cancer. Right. And she is not happy. She's not happy if anybody else is happy. She's just right. one of those people, and it's really unfortunate. Maybe she's going to work on it. I don't, um, she I don't know if she will or not. I hope she doesn't for the sake of reality <laughs> right. television. But like. I, it's so clear to me that she's just, and, and then she has these like meltdowns later. And then I think then stay home. Like if this is right. all happening in your life, granted you're on a reality TV show. So they're probably kind of forcing you to go on this trip and whatever, but like enough, like I have empathy and it's a shitty situation that she's in, but like, it's not Carol's fault. Carol's just living her best life in a freaking right. bodysuit right, right, right. and a in a lace dress, probably not appropriate. <laughs> I agreed with Bethany's sentiment about the outfit, but you know what? Let her live. Yeah, let like, her is live. it affecting you? She's dressed like a like she's in the Moulin Rouge, but it's fine. <laughs> Everyone on online was talking about Carol's one earring. Yeah, and I liked it. I mean, <laughs> it was a, it was definitely a statement. Right. It, it, again, though, she looked like she was going to a costume party, but <laughs> whatever. Like whatever. <laughs> I know. Let her live. Let her live. I know. I find it discouraging that everyone is on Bethany's side with this stuff and I'm like am I think am I seeing something else or like am I seeing something differently and again I do have empathy too for Bethany because she's clearly going through something that last week with the panic attack it was right. so clear it was a panic attack yes. like she was she couldn't hyper she couldn't deal but I just don't like that she tries to bring everyone else down with her that's the problem in general yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's a bummer it's a bummer so, so um we're towards the end of the season we still have a few episodes left we have the boat trip of course what would you do next season? Would you keep the cast the same? Do you like everyone on the cast or would you change things up? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people I talk to um, are not big fans of Tinsley. Right. I love her. I love her. her too. I love, I love her. her too. She's so great. So I love Tinsley. I don't, you know, I'm so happy that Julie, Julie is gone. Is she the, who's the Jule, really? Jules? Su- Jules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's, I'm so glad. See you later. <laughs> Um, but I do want a newbie. I'm fine with her gone. I'm fine with her gone, but I do want a newbie. I think it's always fun to have a newbie. Yeah. Would you bring Jill back? 
Maybe, yeah. but then again, it's kind of like we've seen that show already. Yeah. Like it's like I don't want to mm. see her and Bethany do that whole thing again. Like it's great. They made amends. Like let's move forward. I don't need to see that. You know, some people are saying that this fight with Carol, it's like the roles were reversed. So Bethany's sort of the Jill in this situation and mm. Carol's the Bethany. Mm. I I can see that. I Maybe. think like Bethany's having a hard time. I think Carol wanted to move forward. Yep. And then it just couldn't happen. I also think that Bethany was sort of the Lisa Vanderpump for a while where people were so scared to piss her off because she was like Queen Bee. And they were a little bit starstruck with her, like the newer housewives. I think Carol was a little bit like, not starstruck because I know she she's not like, you know, like that with Bethany, but she's a little, they're all a little afraid of her. But then there was like a revolt. Right. And I think that there's like, Carol is just now finding her voice again, like they kept saying in the whole season, like you're finding your voice. And they're just not going to like pander to her anymore. I wish that people would do that with like Lisa Vanderpump a little bit. Like let's break her down. Um, Or I think on Orange County, everyone sort of panders to Tamara and Vicky. And it's like, I I don't want to see them anymore. It's like too much. It's too much. And on Orange County, it's all like uh, the first episode in the both – I think, what are we on the third or second episode? It's like, oh, Tamara and Vicky making up after I they can't fought anymore. again. And it's like, I don't need to see that. We've been through this, what, 12 or 13 seasons of I, them fighting and making up, fighting, making up. It's like, I don't want to see it. Vicky's an awful human being. Yes. So like, and so is Tamara, by the way. Right, right. They're both terrible. <laughs> right. So like, I don't need to see them going through this. One of them has to go. Yeah. Because we've seen this storyline a million times. I just want to watch Shannon all day, every day. Me too. I love Shannon. She is my favorite. And I'm really liking single Kelly Dodd. Um, She, I don't know. You're not a Kelly Dodd. I, I can't get on that train. Yeah, like, yeah. not yet. Yeah. I don't trust her. She's sort of like a stray dog. Like she's just, <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get. Well, like, this week, did you see uh, Vicky went on a date with, on a double date with Kelly's ex-husband. So it was like, once we start to get on Vicky's side, then she does something awful again. Yeah. And she did it to Kelly Dodd. And so I think there's going to be some, some stuff between Kelly and Vicky that's coming up. Well, that's, that's better than... Vicky, Vicky and Tamara, Jesus. I know. You know, I have people reach out to me with like housewife stuff all the time. <laughs> Last week I had someone with the longest message I've longest DM I've ever received about Heather Dubro. <laughs> like how awful. What? She was. Wait, I heard a rumor that she well, have you ever discussed like why she's gone from the show? I've heard it's because she was awful to production. That's, That's what, what I heard, heard too. Yeah. So oh. it must be true if we both heard the same thing. Right. I've heard from a lot of I've people. I've heard that from she's pretty difficult. reliable sources. Me too. But you kind of, I mean, as if that's a surprise. Right. Let's be serious. Right. So, you know, whatever. I mean, I guess I should be nice now that I'm going to be on the same network as her husband. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my God, Becca. So you guys are going to E. I'm, look at that transition. You guys are going to E for an E show, right? We are, yeah. Are you, when does that start? We start shooting like pretty soon. Um, and then it airs as of right now, like October ish. But okay. things can change. And what's the setup of the show? So it's sort of a hybrid and we're calling it like a talk series. So it's not like full-blown talk show like we're not going to be like the new ladies of the view sitting around a table chirping our heads off about politics i mean i love the view (laughs) but like we don't need another one um also like let's be honest the view way back when was so much better than it is now um like bring me elizabeth (laughs) hassel back any day like most hated housewife let's talk about it um wait real quick real quick there's it was just revealed that there were Someone's working on a tell-all oral history of The View, and they got interviews with everyone that's been on the roundtable, except for 
Jenny McCarthy and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Those were the only two that wouldn't do it. Really? Interesting, right? I know. Those are the only two. That's what. So Sherry Shepard was on Watch What Happens Live last week. Yeah. And she said, uh, you know, someone contacted me. Like, all the ladies gave information on this guy that's working on a book. I think she said it was a guy. And she said the only person that, the only two people that weren't involved are Jenny McCarthy and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. And Andy Cohen asked why. And she said, well, I think you know why. Like, they both kind of had, they ended sort of on a bad note. Like, Jenny, I don't remember how Jenny did. I don't remember. That was like a year I didn't really watch. I can't imagine her shying away from that, though. Right. That's what I thought, Like, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, yeah, of course. I I hated Elizabeth. Barf, are you still alive? But Um, that... But I will say Elizabeth gave us one of the best moments in television history with the split screen with Rosie. And it was Rosie and Elizabeth. Wait, Do you remember I that? I forgot about oh that. Oh my God. So as soon as we're done, I'm going to make you, I'm going to send you that clip as well. Oh, I would love to refresh <laughs> I watch it that. Every few months I watch it just for endorphins. I mean, wow. Who <laughs> when knew? I need it. Just yeah. a lion. She like ate her like a lion. Yeah. So I interrupted you. So tell me Mm-mm. about the show again. I mean, that's all I really know. I mean, is that, you know, we're going to talk hybrid. It's like talk hybrid. And then we're going to have segments where we go out in the field and like explore some hot topic in the zeitgeist or like help a fellow lady ganger out. And, you know, so we'll see. I'm sure we'll do like vaginal steaming and all those things like really fun on your TVs shortly. If you need a gay to come on and do like obviously. Vaginal steaming. I don't know. I want to do it. I'll try it. Just an <laughs> anal cavity. Isn't that steaming. a thing? Like, is, that's I'm a sure. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll make it a thing. You know, it we, could be a, made a thing. Maybe we should do it. Start it. <laughs> I, I would rather steam my butthole than my vagina anyway. <laughs> yeah. The pH down there is too tricky. <laughs> <laughs> Becca, I have a lightning round for you. So these are yes. meant to, these don't have to be quick. Like, in this, there's no rules for these. So you can, they don't have to be fast. Okay, so it's if not you want them to be fast. It's just, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, it, I keep thinking I need to think of a name. Also, somebody messaged me and they said we need a name for the space we record in because I guess a lot of podcasts have that. Oh, like you know, bitch sesh has the nook. Yeah. So we need to think about that. Okay. That's yeah, I don't know. I'm the only thing I've noticed that's really standing out in this space is the Catherine McPhee waitress poster. <laughs> it's signed. Becca, it's signed. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's I don't a, know if it was by her or one of her <laughs> gay assistants, but they wrote, you're iconic on it. Wow. <laughs> she didn't write that. No, she didn't write it. No way. Also, like, when I got it, it was like everyone on social media got it, too. Like, every gay... Did that, you request it? How you know, did... somebody, like, reached out to me and was like, hey, Catherine wants to send you something. And I thought, oh, my God, how amazing. And then, like, every... so strange. And then every gay got it. But I think it was like, what do you think about Catherine McPhee and David Foster getting... Well, I feel bad talking about her because she just lost her father, but I'll do it anyway. Um, I'm not going to talk badly about her. I think she's a really sweet girl. I just, here's the thing. When I was in my 20s, I started dating this guy really casually in his 40s. You were in your 20s? 20s. So it was like a substantial age difference. Not quite hers, but because she's like 30 years or something. Almost 30. It's a lot. Yeah. So I was doing, I was dating and I was like, oh my God, this is, and as a young idiot girl, I was like, this is like so cool. You know, right. he's such an adult, but you're like playing, not playing house, but like playing adult at that point. Right. And my mom was like, yeah, it's all fun and games until he's like 70 and his balls are down to his knees. <laughs> and like, he smells like that all fun and games old man that smell. Point. Yep. Right. <laughs> so she's like, I promise you, as you get older, like this is not what you want to do with your right. life. And I'm so glad I listened to her because now he's looking so old, <laughs> like so, so old and he's getting old man teeth and like old man toenails and that's just all those things that I don't want to have to deal with unless I'm also old so 
I mean, David Foster's got swagger. He's if you're money. gonna date somebody who's almost seventy, yes, he better be is rich. Is that what he is? Is that what he? He's yeah, sixty-eight, he's, I think. That's shocking. He, um, also, he by the looks way, great. I was in a YouTube wormhole the other day, and you can watch the moment they met on American Idol. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like weird. Because is it weird? I swear to God, it's weird because you can see. He was like a mentor one week on yes. their season. Yeah. And so you can see them like at the piano together with like Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> such, such a group. And I know. It's like that. And he's kind of like smiling at her. I don't know if he was with Yolanda at the time. I want to sure. assume he was, but he's had four or five different I ones. think it's, this is number five. Yeah. He has five daughters and I believe allegedly, I think they're all older than her. Yeah, the, t- the girls, two of the girls are really funny. They're on that show. The Fosters. They, yeah, they have. I love a, them. They're very funny and Super cute. Super funny. They were on a show called Hollywood. Almost no, Famous. Almost Famous. Or, right, Almost like Famous. No. It was it like was, a VH1 show. Yes. I can't remember the name of it. It Something was com- famous. the comeback-esque. Yes. I loved it. And I yeah, love them. Great. I think they're really funny girls. They don't like play into that like being rich. Right. Whatever socialite thing. They actually hustle. Um, but I hear that they really like Cat McPhee, so... I also don't think you should marry anyone that's been married four times. Mm-mm. General rule. Um, okay, lightning yeah. round. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these are Glee questions, too. You don't mind answering those, <clears throat> no, do you? No, it's fine. Okay. Um, do you have a favorite Glee song? Um, I uh, probably... I still listen to Wide Awake. <laughs> you, which Wait, was, you I was just going to say, that was one of my favorite... Yeah, it's good. Yeah, because they did like such a pretty like acoustic version of it. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorites. And I just got to sit on a stool the whole time instead of like fucking twirl my face off. So right. I really enjoyed that. God, that must have been exhausting. Was it, it exhausting? Was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Um, do you watch any other Ryan Murphy shows? Uh, yeah, I loved Feud. So good. Oh my God, so I good. loved Feud. I, I mean, 911 pretty into it. I haven't watched that yet, but Jennifer Love Hewitt's joining the cast, so I'll probably jump on board. <laughs> right? I'm really excited. Oh, I listened to her on a podcast recently. She's like pretty lovely. Yeah, she seems you great. You should have her on. I've tried. Becca, I've tried. Okay, we'll get her on. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, if you're listening, what's I, your favorite J-Love J- J- movie? <laughs> um, Heartbreakers. Duh. So good. Duh. So she good. was like the hottest. So hot. That body, that hair, yeah. all that of whole it. Movie, and it holds up. I watched it recently. It holds up. Okay, I need to rewatch yeah. it. It's so good. Um, I can't do Horror Story. I'm too scared. Um, Pose is really amazing. It just ended. Yes. I loved it so, yes. so much. I haven't gotten to talk about it on this podcast much, but I loved it so, so much. Um, what's your least favorite Glee song? Don't Stop Believing. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> you guys probably get so sick of holy hearing Holy shit. Yeah. Well, I also went from doing Rock of Ages on Broadway straight into Glee, and Rock of Ages on Broadway, we did Don't Stop Believing every uh, single night, and then you, it's like the song, it, I can never hear it again. You know, I the reason I don't like it is because I once downloaded the Rock of Ages soundtrack, the movie version, <laughs> yeah. and I think Tom Cruise but did like, it. But like, why? I know. <laughs> why did you and do it's that? Still, I deleted it, but you know how like, I don't know what happens where it's like, it the still cloud. plays sometimes. And I'm like, I thought I deleted this fucking soundtrack. I don't need to hear Tom Cruise sing. I'll, I like Tom Cruise. <laughs> but I do not need to hear him singing a rock song. No, no. Or singing in general. Tommy, can you hear me? Um, okay, so this is something that I would love if you would expand on. So this is mm-hmm. deep. And I'm so interested in this topic. Okay. I could do a full episode on this. I hope I don't let you down. What was the vibe like between Leah Michelle and Naya Rivera? So I hate to like burst your bubble. Just make it up. <laughs> <laughs> just just bullshit yeah. right here. Um, you know, all that stuff was like so um heightened. Right. And and like they have, have had and still have like a deep respect for one another. And yeah. it's like sisters. You know what I mean? Like I still believe that if 
either one of them is at a table and someone says something nasty about the other one, like they'll come to her defense sort of a thing. Mm. Um, so it's like there was no, honestly, there was no like vibe. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, you know? I'm well, s- also I would imagine those hours are so long that you would almost fight with, I feel like I would fight with everyone I was working with that closely. Well, the, that the thing is, is that the hours they were insane and, yeah. and, if there was ever any drama, it was like, it was like me having a meltdown that I can't do it one more time. Like I, you know what I mean? Like you're just crying and you're weak and you're tired and you're hungry, but it's never like, it's very, very rare that fuck it was you, ever, Mr. yeah, fuck <laughs> you. It's very rare that it was ever like between two people. Yeah. So it was like, I think a lot of that. And I think that's a lot of why Ryan did feud is because he watched through his different TV shows, like all these women getting pitted against each other in the media. And he was like, you know, yes, it's interesting. Why do we watch the housewives? Cause it's fucking gold. Right. But unfortunately, like when it's not even happening, they still like fabricate it. So it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But I um, wish I could report something different because no, it would have been okay. way more entertaining to be on set that many hours <laughs> with something so exciting. <laughs> I, the other day I saw Kathy Griffin live and I was seated right behind Chris Colfer Jane Lynch uh-huh. and somebody else from Glee. I was like, I'm on the Glee set right now. Yeah, <laughs> I actually like they saw were all that they like did literally that. Literally right in front of me. Yeah, um, it's probably Ashley Fink. Yes. Yeah, yes, she yes. and Chris are like, they're like married. Also, by the way, Chris was like literally directly in the seat in front of me with, and then to the left of him was, um, what was that? What I told you? June Squibb. Oh, June Squibb, like iconic, legendary June Squibb. You at the same like, and then Jane. No, Jane was like towards the end. Okay, of the I thought row. You, they were like all sitting. No, together. Ashley like, was like on the other side grouping. of June Squibb, but I was like, oh my god, June Squibb is like right there. Well, Kathy Griffin, like she has many, many amazing like crusaders for her. I will say that she, the people that have come out of the woodwork to support her, right. are great people. So, like, what does that say about? I know about she her? upgraded my tickets to that third row. She did. Yeah, she did. She was like so sweet, but also, I even if you don't like her, I think. She put on a three-hour stand-up show. I love her. Literally three hours. And again, if you hate her politics or you hate her view, whatever, but the fact that somebody can hold an audience, it was a huge audience, it was at the Dolby Theater. She held it for three fucking hours. Just her alone, no breaks, nothing. And everyone was captivated the whole time. So it's just like from a performance standpoint, the fact that anyone could do that is astonishing. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. It was amazing. I love her. I got very bummed out when all that shit went down with her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was upsetting. It was was a bummer. Um, So where would Kitty be now, Mm. do you think? That's a dumb Rehab? Rehab. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Probably like married as somebody's like trophy wife. Maybe a Housewives of Lima, Ohio. Yes. (laughs) Um, Who was the hottest guy on Glee? Ooh. Who was the sexiest? I mean, Jacob Artist, it feels gross. I just threw up in my mouth saying it because he's like a brother to me. <laughs> yeah. But him performing, like, as he's he's one of the best dancers and singers ever. Yeah. So when he did, like, Janet Jackson numbers, I'd be like, God, I hate that I'm, like, weirdly... What? <laughs> I, can't, I can't go I can't quite go wet because again it's like a brother but like m- not moist because that's disgusting but like not dry yeah, yeah. you know what I mean oh my god like you know maybe a little bit like that like crease sweat you know what I mean <laughs> but uh, he was hot yeah. when he did that but like just just that 
What is your favorite Mariah Carey song? Oh I ask God. everyone that because I'm a huge Mariah. I fan. mean, oh God, this is really tough. I'm not a huge, like huge Mariah fan, but, but like her Christmas. Bops. She had some bops back in the day. What's though? her like, big Christmas one? All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you go. There That's you go. my favorite. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jessica Simpson or Mandy Moore? Oh, Jessica Simpson all day. Yeah, were you a Newlyweds fan? Um, I would give anything to get a show like that again. Ugh, I know. I I, know. Wa- I loved it was her so good. And her like white and rainbow Louis Vuitton and her yeah. Ugg boots. Her juicy. Her juicy. Uh, her and Nick just going to chain restaurants. Oh, they, lo- uh, they loved it. watch it forever. They loved a sh- chain restaurant and Home Depot. And they weren't even mic'd. Like they weren't even mic'd. It was like a boom mic. Imagine a reality show now where it's like they're just well, a boom operator well, you following know, around. It's true. Like, it's like, what? We're not even hearing all the audio. Like, they had to subtitle out of it because the boom they operator did. couldn't catch it all. I never realized that until you mentioned it. Yeah. But, you know, Ashley's getting her own show with Evan. No, I can't wait. On E! And I, like, really, all I really want is for Jessica to be on that show. Me too. I, I know. We're all is. hoping for it. Um, if you were choosing The Sexiest Man Alive for People Magazine, who would you choose? Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, my God. Killian Murphy. <gasps> Good choice. From Peaky Blinders. Yeah. There's something upsettingly sexual right, right. that comes from his energy. Right. right. Totally agree. Um, Julia Roberts or Cameron Diaz? Cameron Diaz, because my husband just sat next to her on an airplane <gasps> and she like played with my dog the whole time. Oh my God. And he said she was super nice. I love her. I love her. Yeah. I'm dying for her to get back in movies. She said she was like semi retired and it's like really? I need more from her. Yeah. Oh, I mean. I don't know if I need more movies from her, but yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. I love all of her movies, but like, maybe she needs a reality show. Right. The, is she Her married? and, yeah, what's his name? It's the weirdest couple on the planet. Right. Joel Madden. Joel, Benji Madden. Benji. Shiloh. I don't even know the difference between Joel and Benji. I don't either. I'm not sure. Um, okay, what's your um, on what would be on your must list? So you know, Entertainment Weekly does that like yeah. must list. What would be on yours? Like, is there a, a podcast you like, or a book you're reading, or a TV show you love? Okay, um, I love Dax Shepard's podcast mm. a lot. What's it called? Armchair. Armchair expert. Right. I just love him. I love yeah. him. I love Kristen Bell. So that's like my must list. Not that he needs any more promotion. Yeah. He's crushing it. Um, what book did I just read? I mean, Emily Giffen, do you, do you know who she is? She's right. the author of like Something Borrowed and mm-hmm. she has a new book out. So that's my must book. It's, okay. I think it's All We Ever Wanted. That's the name of it. Okay. I, I like know that. it's super boring. No, I like that. Okay. If you had the option, would you rather hear new Destiny's Child or new NSYNC music? <sighs> Whitney's excited about that question. I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> Destiny's Child because I just. Like, boy bands need need to just stay where they were, and, like, the Backstreet Boys are coming out with this new music, and, like, I don't, I don't It's always it. a little disappointing when the boys get back together, right? Yeah. Like, the NSYNC or the Backstreet, Backstreet Boys had that one good song recently. Yes, which but, was actually, it was pretty Yeah, decent. it was, like, a good song, but in general, I feel like it's always a little sad. It's sad. Because we and, remember them with, like, the hot abs yes, and, like, all that and stuff. and now it's, like, even Justin's a little bit, like, yeah. Um, Becca, um, this was so... Thanks for having me. Um, tell me, uh, where can people find your show? Yes. Um, all over podcasts, right? Yeah. Any, just type in Lady Gang when you search for podcasts. Um, that's it. 
Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. For and on me. social media, you're at Becca, right? At Becca. B E C C A. Yeah. I like it. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. Okay, guys, we do have a little bit of uh, housekeeping to take care of. We have to talk about Roni. I know we're not going too deep into the episode this week, but right off the bat, we have to talk about Carol's departure because (laughs) shockwaves were sent through the Bravo universe yesterday when it was announced that Carol's leaving. You guys, I feel like I'm the only one who's upset about this. (laughs) I'm legit going to miss her. I think... You know, she gets a lot of crap. She's been getting a lot of crap this season. And I think at her best, Carol was really good, especially early on in her tenure. She was the Greek chorus of the show. I mean, especially when Bethany wasn't around, I feel like Carol was the one commenting on all the ridiculousness. And again, I know she kind of got in the muddy water at times, particularly lately. But I'm going to miss her, you guys. I am. And I, I think her fashions this season, everyone talks about how horrible they are. And look... I want an ugly fashion. I want I want something to talk about. She gave us something to talk about, you know, just like Bonnie Wright. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke. It is what it is. They're not all winners. 
Oh, and you guys, by the way, I'm hearing, I don't know if this is true or not, I am hearing through the grapevine, one of my sources, that Carol didn't choose to leave. Bethany uh, allegedly refused to sign on for next season unless Carol was gone. And again, I don't know if this is true. I'm just the vessel. You guys, I'm just here to give you the information that I hear. It may just be a rumor, but it's something that I heard that it wasn't just from... It was from like a sort of reliable source. So again, I don't know if it's true. It could be a rumor. But um, aside from that, I think the only logical step for a Carol replacement is the one woman that can bridge the gap between Tinsley, because Tinsley doesn't have any allies on the show other than maybe Dorinda. But I think there's one woman that could successfully bridge the gap between Tinsley and the other women. And that woman is Dale Mortimer. I think Dale (laughs) needs to swoop on in and take that apple because I think she would be perfect to bridge that gap between the older ladies and Tinsley. There's no one better. Okay. And I need Dale. (laughs) I don't know. Where were we? What were we talking about? (laughs) So I'm going to miss all the pets named baby. I think um, it's sad that we're not going to see them grow up on camera. (laughs) All 10 pets that were all named baby. (laughs) But anyway, I'm surprised. I, you know, it's always sad to see a housewife go. As one of the lone people who was supporting Heather Thompson, <laughs> I, thought, I thought Carol was her way in. I thought if Heather's ever going to return, it's because of Carol. And now with Carol gone, I don't think we're ever going to see Yummy Tummy again. So, you know, R.I.P. Hala. <laughs> so I'm going to miss that. Uh, in terms of this week's episode, again, another great episode. Last week, I was having trouble saying Cartagena. And I apologize. I didn't. I didn't pronounce it properly, and somebody corrected me online. And um, so they're still in Cartagena, and it's great to see. I love them on the trip, and we don't get to the boat footage yet. Next week, I promise. Next week's Thursday show, we are going to talk exclusively about the boat trip episode. I mean, we are just going to dive in off the off the jump next Thursday. <laughs> so I'm super excited. This week, I did love when they were at dinner. And it was like Bethany and Carol were having their their thing, and they were like, okay, you guys don't pay attention to what we're doing, you know, like, worry about yourselves. And then immediately Dorinda and Luann got at it. (laughs) I just loved that Dorinda stepped it on up, and she started something. Was was what she said to Luann appropriate? No. (laughs) But, But was it entertaining? Yes. I love when Dorinda gets in that mood. She was in that feisty mood, you know? Like I said on the uh, Dorinda episode, she's calm, cool, and collected until she's not, right? Like, it's like 0 to 60 in 3.5, just like Rihanna said. (laughs) Just like Rihanna said in um, her song, uh, Shut Up and Drive. A classic hit. (laughs) A classic hit that I believe was recorded by um, Kids Bop. Anyway, um, so the episode was great. I do feel bad that Bethany's having this really uh, this breakdown and uh, on vacation. It's very sad and hard to watch. I've all I've been there before, and it's not it's not easy. So I get it. I'm sad, you know. And watching it, it's it's hard to watch knowing that Carol's leaving. I mean, it, it adds an extra layer to this whole thing. And I want Bethany and Carol to make up before they leave because I don't like leaving on these bad terms. It just, I, I like resolution. And so I want Bethany and Carol to have some resolution. <laughs> you guys, when I found out the news, I, so um, she announced it through People Magazine uh, during the day yesterday. And Whitney texted me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was in the Equinox locker room. Like I was grabbing my stuff out of the locker room. And she texted me, Carol's leaving, with a link to the People Magazine uh, piece by Dave Quinn. And I sat down and I go, what? Like, really loud. I had my headphones in, so I didn't realize how loud I was. And everyone just looked at me. And I was like, 
<laughs> I didn't have the patience to explain to everyone in the Equinox locker room why I was sighing, but I was very sad about it. But so watching the rest of the season, it's going to be an extra layer of stuff because we still have a few more episodes left. We're not quite at the end yet. So I don't know. We're going to keep watching. Uh, what else? I want to mention Southern Charm. The reunion started last Thursday, and I thought it was one of the best reunions we've seen. I mean, it was only part one, but I feel like they gave us a lot. It was very dramatic. They touched on a lot of drama. And the Cameron speech to Catherine was just very touching. I think a lot of us kind of maybe not turned on Cameron, but I think we were all kind of tired of Cameron. And she really came back. And it, I mean, you couldn't help but feel for Cameron and Catherine. I think seeing that old footage of Catherine about what she's been through throughout the course of the series, I mean, it was so moving and touching. And, you know, they really hit the nail on the head when they said that Thomas painted her out to be someone she's not. And he made us believe that Catherine was someone she's maybe not. And so I think seeing that is all full circle. And particularly with Cameron, who, you know, they showed in that package, has never been that supportive of Catherine. I think seeing her come around and be so visibly upset, like crying, it didn't seem like Cameron was just sort of talking out of her ass. I feel like she really saw that she was made a mistake and, you know, she was wrong about Catherine. And so seeing that was lovely. I'm not sure... I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. I, I'm not sure if Cameron and Catherine are, you know, the type of people to be friends, but I'm curious to see. And I just thought in general, particularly with like the times we're in, like with this whole Me Too movement and everything, I feel like this was the most sort of timely, uh, in tune with what's going on culturally reunion that we've seen on Bravo in general. I do have one complaint. I mean, speaking of it, you know, the re- the reunion was very, like, what's, like, woke. <laughs> I, I hate when people use that word. But it was kind of like, you know, we talked about all the things that were going on with Thomas. And we kind of had the guys explain themselves and how they feel. And the girls explain how they feel. But there was one thing that bothered me. And this always bugs me about the reunions. And it's when Andy went and it goes on about plastic surgery. And I just... I don't know why it bugs me so much, and I'm, I wonder, I don't know if you, you guys feel the same way, but I feel like he always sort of berates these women. Is berate a word? <laughs> it might not be a word. But, and he does it behind the uh, you know, security blanket of viewers, so he's like, you know, everyone on social media says that your nose job, Naomi, looks terrible. And look, I know these people sign themselves up for reality TV, so like, it sort of gives people permission to comment on their personal lives because that's the entertainment is their personal lives. But in terms of the nose job, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like if it's going to be a topic of conversation, like if he has to bring it up, I feel like let's bring it up for one second and move on. But like with Naomi's nose job on this week, it was just like, it was a lot of time spent on her nose job and it just felt uncomfortable to me. It felt like he was it it just felt like, okay, so she got a nose job. She admitted it. You know, people are very vocal whether they like it or not. I actually think it looks great, but, like, I don't think we need to spend, you know, multiple minutes on it at the reunion. It's almost like, you know, you're just making her feel bad. You're telling her, oh, all these people say it's terrible. I think Andy said on the reunion, like, everyone on social media hates it. Or, you know, like, he said something along those lines. And it's like, okay, she knows that. She's getting that. It must be already so heartbreaking and horrible to hear that already on social media. Like, And again, she signs herself up for it. But she's already getting it from everyone. And it's like, at, what are you going to do? You can't fix it. Like, She already had the nose job. So it, it's like all these people who are telling her how awful it looks, she can't go backwards, really. you know. And so then to have to sit at the reunion and talk about it for five minutes, it's like, oh, come on, are we really doing this? 
especially for a, an hour of TV that was art that was so timely and it felt like responsible and everything. And then it's like we spent a few minutes on Naomi's nose job. So I just didn't like that. But you know, again, I'm sure a lot of you disagree. You think we should be able to talk about that. You know, that's that's why she signed up for the show. I don't know, but it was great, and I can't wait for part two. Um, I'm nervous about Ashley. I, I loved how they kept like cutting to Ashley in the dressing room. <laughs> it was like such a buildup. So it better, I don't know, it better deliver. I can't wait. So that's Southern Charm and that's New York. You guys, we're going to dive into New York next week with the Boat Trip episode on Thursday. We have a pop dive coming on Monday. Um, I'm so excited for you guys to hear the pop dive. And then, yeah, I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and rate and review this if you like it. And if you don't like this or you have any uh, construction constructive criticism you want to give me, feel free to DM me. I love you guys so much. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.